So years ago, <clears throat> my, I have a couple of nephews. The oldest one, his name is Matt, and Matt, typical firstborn, always follows the rules. And that's actually a problem. Like, he's just a rule follower. Um, his, the second son, his brother Billy, has the opposite problem. Billy, even to this day, always believes that rules don't apply to him. Um, but the strange part with Matt, it's a problem if you believe, no, no, I just follow the rules. Because uh, sometimes you've got to break the rules or go against a crowd. And <clears throat> Matt, when he was a little kid, he moved from Idaho to Grants Pass, Oregon. And there's some kid in his little elementary school that, um, I think his name was Scotty, would pick on him. Like, he used to wear sweatpants to uh, school, and Scotty would de-pants him. Um, and my sister knew there was a problem because one day he loved his sweatpants. Um, but they were, like, good-looking sweatpants. Anyhow, um, he said, oh, I don't want to wear those. And so my sister said, well, why don't you want You love these. Why don't you want to wear them? And then she got out of him that Scotty was picking on him. So she says, well, I'm going to make you wear them. No, you have to stand up to Scotty. So anyhow, um, he really didn't. But, well, he kind of, so I actually called her and I said, well, hey, what about Scotty? Because I swear, if I find that kid today, he's going down. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, he first tried to pay him off with his lunch money. So then she had to give him a sack. You've got to stand up to Scotty. But luckily, like, Matt is a phenomenal athlete. And if you're a boy, you need three things to be popular in school. You need to be good at sports, good at sports, and good at sports. Um, so, you know, Scotty moved on quickly. But Matt comes home from school one day and says, Mom, you wouldn't believe it. There's a kid, new kid, uh, and he's overweight. And... Guess what Scotty did? Scotty said in front of everybody, he said, you know the good thing about you? You make a pumpkin look skinny. And he said, no, all the kids were laughing at him. So my sister says, Matt, what'd you do? He says, I didn't laugh. He says, Matt, what'd you do? That kid was humiliated in front of everybody, and the best you can do is not laugh? Why didn't you go up and put your arm around him and say, I don't, I don't care. You, know, you, you can be my friend. You knew what it was like to be picked on, and you didn't stand up for the other kid. So, like, but he's a rule follower. So then, um, <clears throat> happens later in another year, um, uh, the kids were going to go on some field trip, and if you did your homework, you could qualify for some field trip, but they had a special needs kid in their class. And um, the... There's a male teacher, and he's calling on them to recite their homework. Calls on the special needs kid, and this special needs kid puts his head in his desk. Clearly, he didn't do the homework. But the teacher decided to double down on shaming and humiliating the special needs kid. So starts to whistle and say, we're waiting, we're waiting. Kid starts to cry. So... Um, Matt, at this point, is ticked off, and he comes home and he tells his mother. He says, you know, uh, what are you going to do? He says, I'm not gonna, I don't want to go on a field trip. I'm going to stay with um, the special needs kid. And, you know, 
Good, Matt. Good for you. And don't worry, I'll handle the teacher. So Matt didn't go on a field trip. Stayed with a special need kid. The point being is that, yeah, sometimes in life, you have to break the rules to do what's morally right. You, you don't let somebody stand alone. Uh, life is hard enough. It's hard enough if you have to suffer alone. And sometimes the greatest miracles is because I'm not going to let you suffer alone. That you have people there who will be with you. So I mention that because it reminds me of really the point of the readings this morning, tonight. So you have to understand the first reading was about how to deal with leprosy. And it was to protect the community that if you're infectious, you're going to keep us safe. But over the years, it just became brutal. And the rules are, you heard it, the rules are uh, if somebody is infectious, there is, they're driven out of the community. You're not allowed to touch them. You're not allowed to talk to them. Uh, they have to carry a bell and yell, unclean. Um, so really, they're just shamed from the rest of the community. And years of that, that's being worse than dead. Uh, you treat somebody, you have to ignore them. And the rules are harsh at the time of Christ. If you spoke to a leper, then we're turning our backs on you. If you touch the leper, we're all going to shame you and turn our backs on you. So rather harsh, you reduce the person to a non-person. Um, so um, this sounds kind of strange. If you're, if you're deemed unclean, that means you can't be part of the community. So the point being is that the leper comes to Jesus in the gospel and talks to Jesus. That should shock you. Jesus immediately broke scripture by talking to the leper. And did you see that? He touched the leper. So now, and I have to admit, I love this. It happens a couple times a year that the first reading will be from the Old Testament. And it'll say, you have to do this. And then it'll have Jesus being the rule breaker who breaks exactly what was said in the Bible. Didn't you see how that was subversive? Anybody else catch that? Like, oh, wait a minute. This is the complete opposite of what's going on in the gospel. So Jesus breaks the law, but he's claiming a higher law of compassion and love. And so, really, you have to choose between following Christ or following the first reading. Um, now, just because I love this stuff, I know, like, liturgically, everything we do means something. When you sit at Mass, that means I'll consider. So the first reading was read. You sat through it, which means I will consider that. If you stand during Mass, it means you're making a, a promise to God. So you stood for the gospel. So you're saying you will follow the gospel. That's how you voted on this. Um, and I love how in the Greek, what it says is um, Jesus growled with anger. I know that sounds kind of strange. So Jesus has always pictured it slightly wild. But what he's growling at is religion that in the name of God marginalizes other people and says, well, I'm just following the Bible. Uh, that does drive me up the wall because anytime somebody says, no, I follow the Bible, please in your head remember that's impossible. 
Because you can either follow all the rules in the Old Testament, some of them we do, or you can follow Christ. But you have to choose. Are you going to break the law out of love in Christ or have a religion that marginalizes people? We believe, following Christ, that you don't have the right to turn somebody into a leper. You can't say, well, the Old Testament says. You can't always follow the Bible. It's like teaching math. Sometimes you have to break the rules to do what's morally right. Um, now, if you touch the leper, um, technically it would make you unfit for worship. Um, we would say the opposite. We follow Christ, refusing to not reach out and touch somebody who's marginalized. That makes you unfit for worship. So, um, you know, this sounds kind of stra strange. Um, we would say, no, morally you have to. And there's this really another twist. So the first twist is, wow, Jesus keeps breaking the Old Testament. The other twist is, do you remember he said, don't tell anybody. And of course, he went on and told everybody. He's proclaiming Jesus. Why does Jesus say, don't tell anybody? Um, he will tell people to announce him after the cross. And the reason why is that religion is supposed to be this cross, this way of self-sacrificing love. He doesn't want him to tell because he doesn't want to be the great candy machine where God, give me, give me, give me. And if you promote Christ, well, Christ is going to give you anything. You just ask Christ. That's a religion of me, 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 me. And so I know this sounds kind of strange. A Christianity where it's always give me this and give me that in a way, it drives out Christ from the community. And so Christ switches places with the leper. The leper now can be part of the community. But who's driven out? Christ. It says in the end, Christ is uh, uh, driven out into the lonely places. A religion of me, me, me drives it out. And when the leper goes to Jesus and speaks to him, I should have said this, um, in some English translations, it's driving up a wall. It'll, Jesus will say, what do you want? And the leper will say, cure me. The leper didn't ask to be cured. The leper asked to be made clean. You can say, well, what's the difference? Made clean means I can be part of a community. Uh, what he wants most is the end of his loneliness. He wants to be in community. Um, and so the odd part is, Wow, it's Christ who's driven out of the community by a religion of gimme, gimme, gimme. And the, the other odd part, in the end of the Gospel of Mark, remember this year we're studying the Gospel of Mark, at the end of the Gospel of Mark, Jesus proclaims uh, that the apostles will lay their hands on and anoint those who are sick. That should strike you as strange because the rule is in the Old Testament, priests are not, not allowed to touch the sick. Though a priest is never allowed to touch the sick in the Old Testament, Christ sends out his priests that they must touch the sick. Once again, it's a community that breaks rules uh, out of compassion. Oh, we welcome everybody. And oddly enough, this gospel is Jesus preaching the kingdom of God. But I mentioned this before. Jesus doesn't talk a lot in the gospel of Mark. Barely talks. It always mentions that he's preaching the kingdom of God, but he preaches, he shows the kingdom of God 
by refusing to let somebody suffer alone. Um, the kingdom of God replaces love with hatred. The kingdom of God replaces compassion over indifference, life over death. We're never going to let somebody suffer alone. So going back to the Scotty image, we're the ones who, if somebody's picked on, like Christ, we're the one who's defensive. We defend even you know, the special needs. That's what real community do, does. Christ is not telling us how to live in this gospel. He's showing us how to live. We never cut people off. So if you share in the bread of life, if you share in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, think about this. Christ is living in us. So we're the ones who are put in the world so that nobody is cut off. Uh, what Christ wants is a community where people have died to their selfishness, uh, their ego, their sense of their own safety, that we reach out and touch everybody who's rejected. Now, we just had this retreat, this finished up this afternoon, on community. Um, and so, for those who have made the retreat, do you want to stand? And I want to offer you a blessing. So... In fact, I did it this way, just based on our talk. So I'm going to ask you a question, um, and I'll give you the answer. It's I will. Um, <laughs> if you won't, sit down. So, I ask you, will you pray for and welcome all into the boat? Will you cast the net of love to the 153? Will you let God fashion us into the city of God? Lord God, source of unity, source of love, bless our parish members that they may be knitted together, soul to soul, as we journey to the sanctuary of heaven together. Through your Holy Spirit, help them to grow in relationship with each other and relationship to you. Empower them to reveal your love in such a way that all are evangelized by unity and service they see. Bless them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.